0: Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Better
1: Hey, hey,
2: Better Nation. This is Dr. Erica back with a brand new episode of Better with Dr. Erica. Now, this episode will tackle the mythical topic of healthy eating and wellness. My guest is Dr. Nina Sharif Franklin. Yes, she has a PhD, y'all. And she's a healthy living coach, globally recognized wellness expert, and the woman behind the blog and brand that salad lady and that salad lady university that is a mouthful now you might be wondering what questions this episode will answer so let me tell you number one what is healthy eating number two is healthy eating more than simply eating less number three what are major myths around healthy eating and healthy lifestyles number four how do you make lifestyle changes that actually last now whether you are in the beginning of your healthy living journey or already having numerous healthy habits. There is something for you in this episode. Plus, this information can change the lives of not only you, but those around you also. So rather than me keep telling you about it, let's get to the episode. See you on the other side. Better with Dr. Erica. Hey, Better Nation. Welcome to this episode of Better with Dr. Erica. You know me. I'm your host, Dr. Erica. I am. I'm going to live in it. I say excited a lot, but you know what? Sometimes I'm just excited. I don't feel like looking for a synonym I don't have a thesaurus handy. I'm not going to hold you up looking for alternative words. I'm just going to say what it is. I'm super excited about my guest today and the conversation that you are about to witness. Her name is Nina Cherie Franklin. is it Nina Cherie cool? That just sounds smooth. Like we're really going to talk about some business. And as I told you for season three and season four, I am not here to be reading full bios. Now we already talked about it. I have a lot of education. I went to medical school. I went to college. I did all this stuff. I read very well. But my ministry is not reading bios because you know who can tell you like somebody better than them? So I'm going to just tell you something very brief about her. The part people always have this first line that I love and then I'm like, well I want to say that. I might not read the whole bio but I'm going to say this part. So Nina Cherie Franklin P H to the D is a healthy living coach, globally recognized wellness expert, and the woman behind the blog and brand That Salad Lady. I just had to be able to say That Salad Lady out loud. And That Salad Lady University. So Nina, Cherie, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? (laughs)
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for the invite. I uh, am really, really excited to be here. So um, I am honestly a healthy living coach and the founder of the blog and brand, but with a twist because I spent um, over 10 years or excuse me, I spent an extended amount of time, I should say. Uh, I I think it is about that time. Hold on. (laughs) It's about that long. (laughs) Time flies Uh, as an academic, as a research scientist in academia. So um, it's really interesting because my background um, is in exercise science and um, nutrition and rehabilitation. That's what my Ph.D. is in. And I was basically able to create a marriage between what I've done from a in a research setting, my passion for wellness, uh, my pastime of salad making, and really put it all together in a bowl uh, to bring to you that salad lady, and that's Salad Lady University, which is really all about whole food nutrition for whole life wellness in a in a nutshell. And so I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, It's 20 years of experience uh, that went into what I do. And I, you know, I'm just happy to spread spread the good news.
2: (laughs) And one of the reasons I'm excited to have you here today is there's just no way to get around it. Y'all know I'm not, I'm youthful and I have young people energy, but I'm grown. And how the young people, I talked to so many people and like their number one information source is the TikTok. And one of the reasons I thought it was so important to have you on is just because something's on TikTok doesn't mean it's really fact or science.
1: Yeah, and you know the interesting thing is um when I first started uh, the blog and brand it's really more of a um it's it's a website is kind of being the major mm-hmm. platform that's halalady.com. Um I do a lot of speaking engagements um all across the board in different areas and even consulting on, you know, work, really consulting on um uh, rehabil- rehabilitation or prevention um through rehabilitation. And it's really interesting because I never put social media in the business plan outside mm. of kind of doing, oh, I'm going to, you know, just promote the business, promote the speaking, promote uh, maybe some of the consulting that goes with it. But I really didn't put that in the plan. And then I bought on um, these young gals who suggested that I go to TikTok, which was really funny. And so we ended up doing that. And it, ended up being my largest following. And the interesting thing that's totally connected to what you just said is when I first had a viral post, I I cannot tell you how many of the comments said, thank you for being here. We need you here. We need someone like you here, someone we can trust here. And it was really amazing because they noticed right away that there was something different in the way I kind of... uh, Put out information, and the way I communicated uh, communicated the information to them. So you know, it was really cool. It's 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 not as fun as some of the brands on TikTok, but it's definitely something where I try to entertain as I educate.
2: That makes so much sense, and I just love the idea of having this conversation because one of the things that's come up so much is over the wonderful world of the pandemic. You know, everyone was talking about like, you know, gaining the COVID-15 and oh, and, yeah. and just the changes in lifestyle between stress and people not always being as active and gaining weight. And it's winter time, So, mm-hmm. you know, things kind of just shift. Well, it's sort of winter because we have global warming. So I, I don't know what to say about it because it's most people I know lately when I talk, even talk to my mom, they're not having temps typical of this time in November in Missouri? (laughs)
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) All, All that to say is health and wellness is not only a big industry because it can make money, but also because people are just really wanting some good information on how to take care of themselves. And you end up with this term, eating healthy eat healthy. Uh, And, and I will admit, you know, part of the reasons I have guests like you on and have some of these conversations is because I run into different people and you realize that even across healthcare, there's space for us to do better with treating people with empathy and actually giving them useful knowledge versus, you know, people often will say, eat healthy, but that's like saying, "Be happy, have a good day." Yes, it is. Peace is great.
1: <laughs> you have so, opened Pandora's box. <laughs> so,
2: so I'd love, since since you're not just someone that it's like, because there's, I feel like when it comes to these kinds of things, they're they're the people that become experts because of how they look. It it's yes. sometimes there's something they did that was really useful, and sometimes it's just. They look good. And they're no. like, well, this is the way to eat. And people are like, I want to look like you. So it doesn't matter what it is. I'll do That's it. right. Here's um, my meal plan. <laughs> yes. But the thing I love is that, and and not knocking all those people, because, you know, we've all seen things that our, our parents did, our grandma did. They might not know the science behind it. And we all will say, yeah, it works. We, nobody knows why, but it works. But I love having you on because, you know, the science behind What actually is going to help food be healthy fuel or food is medicine? So I'd love to hear from your viewpoint, what do you even consider healthy eating? What the heck is it?
1: So I am going to take you on a journey. I'm I'm ready on a little journey to where I started. So my very first real job was a group fitness instructor. So I've been in the field for a long time, but I actually, um, I struggled with, Childhood obesity, you know, Mm -hmm. what you would call childhood obesity as well. And I basically found my way because I, my mother, bless her heart and her soul, because she brought brought me into the situation. But she took me to the gym with her, and I got really infatuated with the group mm. fitness classes. And this was a long, long time ago when group fitness was was a really jazzer size. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were there, and you know when Step just came out, and I mean, spinning wasn't even out yet, and it was just all floor aerobics and. You know, a step. Those were the two most popular mm-hmm. things, but I fell in love with it. And so much so that the quest for my teenage years became, how can I be one? And I was okay. eventually uh, turned 16 and I was a group fitness instructor already uh, at an all women's gym. But I say that because through this journey, I've gone through a lot of different phases. Mm-hmm. I've been the person um, that's on Instagram right now. Uh, that person that was fit. I've I've been a bodybuilder. I've been a marathoner. And you know what? If social media existed then as it does now, I don't know if I could say I would have been any better than them in terms of, you know, look at me and do this. But at the same time, as you mentioned, I have I mean, my whole background, bachelor's in exercise science and um, health and, you know, master's in exercise science and PhD in exercise science and nutrition. So I've always had the credentials to go behind my certifications. But I'm going to tell you, it was not any of those certifications or even those degrees that really kind of manifested into something great. It was really the personal experiences I had. That allowed me to be able to communicate health information better and, you know, really tailor the way I tell people or excuse me, tailor the way I suggest people to eat because I don't tell them Mm -hmm. to do anything. I have a health and it's funny out of the personal training certifications and all this health coaching was actually the most meaningful certification because health coaching is really all about empowerment it's not about me telling you to eat what I eat or telling you to do what I do. It's about finding what works for you. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I do through that salad lady is I really take apart the labels because I personally don't like them. So I take out the notion of healthy eating. I mean, we use it because that's what people understand, but we're really not saying that this is healthy eating or you know this is the way you should eat. Really, all we do is put out we put out suggestions and fun foods and we really focus on the experience that is eating. Not really this, the, the the thing that you don't want to do, the thing that's so hard to do. Hey, you know what? Uh, I had some beets today, right? You know, look what I did with them. I, I cut it up like this. I put it in a salad like this and I used all the beet greens. You should really try it. Versus you should eat beets because beets are the number one cure for high blood pressure and all of that. No, how about this beet is fun. It's at the store and you can buy it and you can do something cool with it. And basically what we do is offer ideas and insights and making offer, offer ways where you can make really small changes or just eat this along with that and see what happens. Because I'm going to tell you what ultimately happens when you do that enough. It's kind of like when you're trying to get a baby to talk. You Mm -hmm. just keep talking to them, keep talking to them, keep talking to them. Eventually they're going to say, man, maybe I want to try that beet salad or maybe I, you know, maybe I will eat pumpkin and see how it is. And in that conversation, you've never judged them. You've never told them what they should eat. You've never told them what they shouldn't eat. You just really give ideas that inspire and empower them and you can do the same thing when it comes to physical activity and anything else. And I honestly can say as someone who works with coaches to be better coaches and works with trainers to be better trainers, it's the number one thing that elicits real change. It's not fear and it's it's really not vanity because vanity is very temporary. Vanity is one of those things where you you take the trip then you're eating like, you know, like 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 the end of the world again. It's really about empowering somebody to make very small changes, you know, and eventually those changes start to stick. They start to add up and they lead to bigger gains. And, but when I tell you, I took you on a journey, it took me a long time to get there. It took oh, a long time to get there.
2: I can believe it. I can believe it was a journey because I, I know I also have been, I remember around the age, I guess around when I turned 40, I'd picked up some weight which happens. And I, I remember working with my trainer. I lost quite a bit of weight, then worked with another wellness coach, lost all the rest of the weight. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, you know, some of it creeped back. It took a while, you know, you get busy with life, you're stressed Mm and, you know, and, and then, trying to do it again. It's like, Oh Lord. <laughs> um, but the, the thing I, I love about having some of these conversations is what we do and what works and what fits our lives in different seasons can change. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I think it's really important to get empowered with good information and with people that actually sometimes know what they talk about is because your body changes, you change how your life is structured changes. You know, yeah. there were times when some of us were younger and I didn't have anything to do. So it didn't it yes. didn't matter how much time I spent at the gym or right. how much time I was cooking or whatever. And then one of the things that happened so often with my patients and people I even know that work with other ways is now folks are like, I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> what what the- can I do in this little bit of time?
1: I'm going to tell you, uh, <laughs> so that old, old Nina Sheree that I talked about, yeah, she was something else. I actually was having a conversation with my husband and thinking about what a Saturday used to look like, like what it really used to look like. Mm-hmm. I used to get up and run seven, eight miles and then, you know, sometimes teach a spinning class and then go and run again and then go to sleep and, you eat something quick that I made in a blender because I was, wasn't feeding anyone else. And then I would go dance all night and repeat. And that was it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you know, and you know, I was working on my master's around the time where I was doing a lot of this. And I, I used to do all my studying for the week. So my Saturday would look like that. But now my Saturday isn't even mine sometimes anymore. It's my boy's. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you think about the notion of getting up and working out twice, oh no, (laughs) that's not going to happen at all. But, you know, one of the things I personally had to learn, I personally had to be my own coach because not only did life get in the way, arthritis also got in the way when I hit 40, you know, and this is someone who's in the field. So let me be the first to tell you and kind of let's, let's go ahead and piggyback to your, um, your, your notion of people, you know, miseducating. You know, such and such stops arthritis. Eat this and don't have arthritis. No lies, all lies. <laughs> I did everything right. <laughs> if there is ever a such thing as doing things right, I did everything right. But life happens, things happen. And we really have to pivot. One of the reasons, and I, I'll, I'll flip back to the brand. One of these things that we focus on in the brand is, Really, instead of looking at food or lifestyle behaviors in general as something you have to do, you, you have to do it to lose weight, just look at it as something you can do. Because when you do that, you think about what you can do. So a lot of times I tell people, you may not be able to follow, you know, this meal plan to a T, but you can pick three colors of vegetables and eat them today. And, you know, sometimes that requires thinking about today, not just tomorrow, because, you know, this, if you you, you just said it, I know you, you've you been on any kind of weight loss journey. You know that thought process when you're thinking about how much you have to do to get there. You get out of today and you're in that long term goal and you're thinking, oh, I got to eat all this and do all this and lose all this weight. But and so what we do is we miss today. And when we miss today, We really make this more of a chore than it has to be. So we wake up with that checklist of, you know what? This is going to be a crazy day, but you know what? I'm going to make sure I eat something green, red, and orange. (laughs) And I don't mean barbecue sauce red. (laughs) I mean, you you have me
2: thinking, I'm like, how many colors of vegetables have I eaten a day? And I'm like, everything I've eaten was green or white because I I had kale, arugula, and cauliflower.
1: Which is wonderful, right? Because I, because, I don't even want to take you, I don't even want you to feel some kind of way with that. I'm just like, but I was, you had me thinking, I was like, three colors. I'm like, but you know what? Sometimes it's the simplest things. Like a lot of times when I, uh, I I, I have so much outreach, so many videos out, so many recipes out, I get the question all the time, what do you eat? What do you, you, you mm-hmm. As social media is, I mean, eventually someone is gonna wanna know about me. Like, who is that? Like, we are, I don't even think a lot of my followers on social media know that I have a PhD or any of my background. They probably think I'm a mommy blogger. I don't know. But one of the things that does happen, I can say it was my first viral post when I did answer the question of what I eat. Um, I told people in intermittent fasting, I follow an intermittent fasting regimen, but here's the kicker. I don't follow an intermittent fasting regimen. I just say that because that's what makes people understand what I'm saying I do. This is the way I prefer to eat. I um, Mm -hmm. actually uh, had a, uh, I struggled with food addiction. And one of the things I found is when I ate limited meals and I never gave it a label, when I ate limited meals and just focused on the nutrition within those meals, It took away that feeling of you know feeling feeling like I always needed to eat something. So I stopped focusing on food and really started focusing on nutrition. So to those colors, what I did, I kind of took you know took my background nutrition background, put it on. I said, okay, what if I created a dish? It ended up being a salad, of course. What if I I created a dish where I got all the colors in, everything in, all the proteins in, everything in, and just ate and got it out the way? Just even if I eat it over the course of the day, just get it out the way. And I actually created what's one of our uh, most popular salad bowl recipes, the Ultimate Salad Bowl, which is a 20-plus ingredient salad bowl. Oh,
2: no, I'm sorry. Um, Now, the thing that all y'all listeners may not know... And Nina Shari doesn't know, as my wellness coach actually says, my superpower is making salads.
1: Oh, shoot. I didn't know that.
2: So- yes, and, and that's what I'm known for. Anytime we all get together and bring something, I'm the person that brings the salads. When we share a house, what do I make? I make the salads.
1: So you just taught me something that I did not know because I am that person. I've always been that person too. Now, I don't know your journey to it, but honestly, that was my journey to it. I just hated eating (laughs) and I just like throw everything in a bowl and be done with it. And it turned out to be something that everybody in my family liked, you know, and It just kind of happened. But that was my way. And so, one of the things, the reason I kind of told that story is because I always encourage people to find their own ways. However, you want to get it in, get it in. And honestly, you said you ate, you know, two greens and a white. Go eat a red and an orange. Case closed. Better with Dr. Erica.
2: It's time for What's Up with Dr. Erica. And this is me, Dr. Erica let's talk about what i have been up to i recently attended the american psychiatric association meeting in san francisco it was so great catching up with old friends and colleagues along with meeting new people now amidst all this fun it still was bittersweet because the last conference that i attended with my good friend that passed away was this conference when it was last in san francisco i have memories of him everywhere and those memories sometimes inspire a pain of sadness and other times make me smile Now, when I catch myself missing him, I think about the blessing it was to have so many memories and to have had so many good times together. And we have memories all over the country because we've been friends for so long. And honestly, I hope that I can make that type of mark on the life of others where they just think of me at random times and I pop up. But I I don't plan on going anywhere soon. So I'm going to do my best to stay around here. Now, one of my favorite memories was us watching Frozen um, with his twins that were toddlers at the time, and they were playing and paying absolutely no attention to the movie, and we were glued to the TV. We were in it. Did I mention that Olaf is my spirit animal? I still smile every time I hear Let It Go. But all this is just to say that my hope for you is that as you deal with grief and loss, that you are able to hold on to and remember those good memories of your loved ones and find peace and inspiration in them. So now back to the show.
1: Better with Dr. Erica.
2: Well, I've actually, I will do another confession. So I've been working with my naturopathic physician because I I once, some of the people on the podcast have heard, at one point I was just really, really tired. So she did Uh all these tests. We did all this stuff. I started taking, um, supplements and all this stuff. And I think my uh, microbiome shifted. And I'm someone that I used to eat kale every single day, multiple times a a day. It got to the point where I couldn't eat kale at all without getting heartburn and bloating. So the crazy thing is I haven't had kale in at least three months, Hmm. which nobody that knows me can believe because I was one of those people I ate kale all the time it's literally my favorite one of my favorite vegetables you can do everything in your mama with kale yes it lasts a long time it gives nice volume to salads
1: oh it's a, it I, it's a
2: wonderful base you can you can saute it you can stick it in the air fryer. make kale chips you can do everything with kale
1: yeah
2: I had to find out what is my life without kale
1: well, did you, one of the things is because it's a crucifer, you do want to cook it from time to time.
2: Oh yeah. And I cooked some of it, but what what I ended up doing is it just, it was not agreeing me in any form for a while. So I just cut it out entirely. So then I became the queen of spinach. Yeah.
1: Well, do you and, know how many leafy greens are at your disposal?
2: And arugula. Yeah. yeah. No, the issue was I just particularly really love kale. I'm,
1: I'm the same way. Like,
2: like, like if there was some, the equivalent of a crackhead for kale.
1: I'm just
2: that, a kale head. Kale, yeah. That, that was be me. <laughs> I really, really love kale. And it's been yeah. interesting because when I couldn't eat kale as much, I went through a period of salads with arugula. And then I quit making salad for a few months. Like, I was just like, I don't, I don't want a spinach salad. I don't want this stuff. I want a kale salad. We're just going to eat vegetables another way. So now my new thing is cauliflower steaks in the air fryer. Oh,
1: look at you. Oh, yeah,
2: girl, me and I, I tell people out there, this is my... Um, my favorite tip when it comes to just trying to find new things, because I think that's one of the things you hear so often. I was watching a TV show that I shouldn't have watched because it's the most unhealthy show ever. And I I hate that probably me watching, being curious on Hulu may have encouraged some show that should never be out there because it's called fit to fat to fit. And it's crazy because it's (laughs) like the, the trainers gain all this weight in a short period of time so they can lose it with their clients. I hate how they use the word fat all the time because it's just it just sounds horrible. I'm getting fat. Trying to be like the fat. I don't I don't even like the word fat, you know. I mean, I'm okay. We can work with overweight or not ideal weight or maybe not at your best weight, but fat just has so much emotional and blaming connotation to it. Um but one of the things you see with a lot of the people they're working with is you know, there's this myth, and this will kind of transition us into something I want to talk to you about, is there's this kind of myth that food that can be good for you doesn't taste good. Yeah. And just because something is not necessarily fried doesn't mean that it has to be bland and unseasoned. So for me, one of the ways I explore so that I end up I'm one of those people that I'll eat the same thing for a while and then I'll switch, but I'm not the person that – I can't food prep for the entire meal prep for a whole week because I it don't want to eat the same thing. Yes. I may I may meal prep ingredients and then I'll remix them into different things, but like to eat the exact same thing. Absolutely not. But um, I that's one of the beautiful things to me about the internet. I'm also – I used to collect cookbooks, but I love that you can just decide, well, how do I cook this in a different way? You just type it in and you find something that – I mean, I think it helps if you've cooked before because then you kind of get a sense of a recipe makes sense or not. It's just like it, if, if it looks like someone closed their eyes and did some stuff and said, this is good, you know, like, nah, dog, this ain't it.
1: You know what's really interesting that you say that because a lot of people think because of the brand that um, I just eat salads all day. You know, yes, I do. I have at least one big salad a day. Generally eat uh, two meals a day. I only eat two meals a day, but it's usually one huge salad um in that day but i also cook but what i one of the things that you'll hear us talk about at that salad lady is um salad centric approaches to healthy eating so basically we sal- you can you can make anything salad centric so we're not just talking about raw foods. We're talking about cooked foods as well. So I, people always get a kick out of my um, red beans and rice. I make I make a very popular killer Cajun style red beans and rice. And I put, I mean, I dare say every color in the spectrum goes in that uh, red beans and rice dish. I use all colors of bell peppers, onions, carrots, celery, everything goes in the dish and even kale. <laughs> And um, it's one of those things where every bowl or plate of food is an opportunity, you know, and if you look at it that way and and really shift your thinking, it can really change the way you think. When I first started really stepping into a more empathetic Nina Sheree, I've always had empathy, but I was a bit judgmental back in the day. Uh, As most young trainers are new in the game, who don't Mm. have any children and a husband and a life and a career, you know, yeah, you can do it. You know what? What do you always say? Uh, They'll they'll show a picture of something and say, "What's your excuse?" and all of that. And I'm like, "Oh, I got an excuse. I got a three year old and a fifteen year old and a husband and a career. (laughs) I got plenty. It's it's about you know a choice that I'm making, but." One of the things that I always, always encourage people to do is, you know, whenever you pick up, you know, whether it's a meal or a snack, what is it doing for your body? Now, I'm not saying that you won't pick up that candy bar that isn't doing anything for your body from time to time, but the simple idea of just thinking about it can really change your behavior. I have people who have literally told me, I do a lot of speaking engagements. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the most powerful ones are with executive women because they are um, so busy. You know, they have families, they're managing careers, especially the C-suite executives. And one of the things that I actually had one uh, send me a message randomly and said, you are in my head at every meeting. You are in my head at every event. What? is this doing for my body? She said she was literally sitting at an event and choosing what she was going to eat. You know how they kind of have those breakout sessions Mm -hmm. with food everywhere. Because actually one of her um, limitations was food around. So when there was food around, she just kind of had this inclination to eat, even Mm -hmm. when she wasn't hungry or anything. So she said, now she always thinks, what is this doing for my body? Does it have color, you know, What is it really doing? And it's a mindfulness concept. And she says most of the time she ends up either making a better decision or not eating that thing that she was going to eat. So when I say, when you talk about cooking in unique ways, yes, absolutely. The internet is at your disposal. And I always tell people, in spite of the fact that I do have a recipe kind of focused uh, brand, don't look at recipes. Look at them as really being kind of um kind of uh, blueprints but I don't believe in using recipes I believe in taking those recipes and you know getting ideas on what you can do based on those recipes because one of the things I had a a woman um actually she my my assistant got the email but you know, she was like, I really wanted to make that, you know, shrimp salad, but I'm allergic to shellfish. So there's another salad I can't make. She was like pissed that it was shrimp in the salad. And I, I, I'm i not going to tell you what my initial thought process was. I was like, did you pay for it? <laughs> well, that was my original thought process. But I said, so, so I'm thinking in my mind, you know, my assistant, how, how should I respond? Tell her to use something else. You know, the ingredients are still there. Really teaching people, you don't have to take a recipe and follow it to a T. And you know what? Worst case scenario, you try something and you don't like it, and you change it again another time. But if we stick to these, it's all—it's like we're we're genetically built. You know, we—I wouldn't even say built. It's like we're wired to always think in black and whites. You know, we 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 like rules. There's a rule. This is a shrimp salad. I have to use shrimp. You know? No. <laughs> You know, use something else. And it's just one of those things. If we can kind of like unhardwire our brains to be more creative with eating and even living in general, I mean, you would be amazed, but that is, it's so much easier said than done. It's one of the reasons why I had a very successful practice as a coach.
2: What are some of the, as we, we talked about a few of them, but I'm curious to hear what what are a couple more major myths or misbeliefs that you run up a lot um, when it comes to um, eating and wellness with um, your work?
1: Veganism and healthy eating. Biggest myth. It's a newer one, but it just won't seem to go away. Now, I will be the first person to tell you that I followed a vegan diet, not because I followed a vegan diet, because I felt you know the need to do it for animal rights or weight loss or anything. I just wanted to give an honest honest opinion um, to the people I work with. One of my biggest pet peeves is people who've never tried something and they have their own uh, thoughts about it. I get that a lot with intermittent fasting. You'll have people say that's terrible. You're supposed to eat breakfast; it's the most important meal of the day. Have you ever done it? No. So you know you you. You have, and even keto, I've done every single diet you can think of. Every single eating style I've done, all the way down to fasting for, uh, juice fasting for um, a month. So I've done everything. And what I honestly, what bothers me specifically about veganism is it's a point in time where we have essentially, um, we've conflated healthy eating with veganism. And that's just not true. It's just not true. Now you can have your reasons for being going vegan and that's perfectly fine. Those are your reasons for going vegan. But this inherent judgment against people who don't and even unfortunately, you have some physicians doing it now. Some physicians saying, oh, you're just gonna have to go vegan with high cholesterol and everything. What it's doing is promoting very extreme behaviors for people who may not be able to sustain them. For me, it's all about sustainability. So one of the things I do, even with that salad eating, it's amazing because everyone thinks that this is a vegan brand. You see enough goat cheese, and they still don't get it. I'm I'm not following a vegan diet. Have, do you see how I use goat cheese and even have a sirloin salad from time to time? I really have a holistic eating style that I promote in this v, you know, in this kind of uh, salad centric approach to healthy eating and living we have, you know, vegan recipes. We have recipes that are keto friendly. We have recipes that are friendly to every eating style. But one of the extremes, and this is the thing that bothers me, is this notion of you have to eat said way to eat healthy. You have to eat said way to lose weight. And it's just not true. And so what... The way we think I kind of mentioned the black and white thinking, the way we tend to think because we think in black and whites, what you generally get is a person who says, I can't eat vegan, therefore I can't eat healthy, therefore I will eat Doritos. Oh. You get it? It becomes very extreme. So because I can't do this, I'm not going to do anything because I can't do this. And that's why I eat... Mine is more of a... um a plant-based, a plant-forward diet. If you focus on a plant-forward diet, everything else kind of falls into place. There's only so much that our stomachs can hold. So if Mm -hmm. you focus on a plant-forward diet, trust me, eating red meat twice a week is actually not going to hurt you in any way. As a matter of fact, it can help you because a lot of people don't realize that when it comes to all of the boogeyman foods, whether it's eggs, cheese, red meat, Dairy food, or I said cheese, with their other dairy foods, or even when it comes to um uh when it comes to consuming things like uh oh, I I I totally drew a blank. There's another really popular boogeyman food that I oh carbs. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> carbs. You know, a lot of the times it's that we just eat too many of these foods all the time. Period. And when it comes to red meat specifically, pairings make a big difference. How often do you eat red meat with Broccoli or spinach versus potatoes. There are nutrients housed in green vegetables that help detoxify some of those cancer components of red meat that people like to bring up, you know, and also the fact that most of the processed, the meats, red meats that people eat are processed. And what we do is conflate processed foods with quality foods. A sirloin steak is not a hot dog. Is not a beef hot dog. It's not beef jerky. A lean, even to, I'm gonna throw this one out here. A lean cut of pork is not a pork skin, is not bacon. It's totally different. And so if you ask me the myths, it's a very layered question, but it really boils down to the act of having to eat all plant based foods. And especially considering the fact that research has shown that of all the people who eat plant-based foods, about 10 to 15% of them are actually eating quality plant-based foods. Most people are junk food vegans. You know, so if you're eating junk and it's plant-based, it's not any healthier than eating junk when it's (laughs) animal-based. And Mm -hmm. so that's a big way. And I, Mm -hmm. I step on a lot of that conversation, but... Even when I followed a vegan diet, I cooked. One of the reasons it, it was going to originally be a year experiment, and it ended up being three years, because I enjoyed the cooking process. Out of all my time following a vegan diet, I think I may have eaten processed vegan foods maybe like 5% of the time. Okay. Most of the time, I was cooking my own foods and putting them together. And I I, I ask you, you know, when you're talking about that has to be the way to eat healthy, what are you eating as a vegan? Oh, you know what?
2: I I realize I'm just going to have to have you on again uh, (laughs) because there's so much more I want to talk about. And I realize I don't have all the time to do it. (laughs) Um, But part of the reason I want to have this conversation is, Um, I often talk about the better seven, these seven essential areas that it's really important for you to be better, do better, and live better. And one of them is supply, basically what you put in your body.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And I'm glad we've been able to have or at least start this conversation around finding solutions for you that feel good. Well, feel good as it does when you can't eat a burger every day because, you know, I won't lie. I'm one of those people – um, I'm not one of those people that is like burger. I hate burgers. I will never eat a burger again in life.
1: No, you shouldn't be. I,
2: I'm I'm not one. So you no. know, there, there, burgers there, are delicious. There there's some spaces of burger and fries or uh, can be hey, feel can hey, feel hey, beautiful. You but I to
1: try my burger salad.
2: I, I will. I will try it. I I will. <laughs> we'll we'll have to talk and we'll put a plan. I'll 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 try some of these salads. I'll try your salads. I'll tell you my favorite salads. <laughs> But I think it's important to start having conversations around making these things work with different kinds of lifestyles. Yeah. But but the other thing is coming coming to people from a space of of empathy so that when we work with people, it's not like, you're overweight. <laughs> so right. I know so many people that, you know, you're, they're in a room and someone's like, well, you gained weight, you need to lose weight your knees won't hurt if you lose weight, you know, it's all these things you need to lose weight. And, you know, I think the, where we go wrong sometimes in healthcare is number one, we have to say things with kindness. Mm -hmm. The other is you have to help people by offering them solutions, or if you don't have the solutions resources, so they can get appropriate solutions. Right. Um, Because it's, it's just a, it's a rough world out there.
1: Yes. It's rough. and, And honestly, what's the use of telling someone that they need to lose weight if you don't have a solution for them? I know. Like, and especially, I specifically have a lot of empathy for the people who are in between that quote unquote overweight where they're not sick enough to get services covered and they're, they're, You were, I should say they're too thin, overweight, but too Mm. thin and not sick enough to get services covered because it's just kind of like, yeah, you need to lose some weight. Okay. I don't know what to do. I legit don't, you know, I don't know what to do. They may get a, you know, a consultation with a, 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 um, a dietitian, something generic, nothing, nothing really tailored. And I mean, what, what is that really going to do at the end of the day? It's going to make you walk away and kind of like what you said earlier, you're going to judge healthy is bland and raw and nasty because that's what you were given. Mm-hmm. Better with Dr. Erica.
2: so we're going to switch gears um, and we're going to do one or two speed brown questions.
1: Oh, <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Let me see. I'm, I think I'm ready. Okay. I'm okay. ready.
2: The first one is what are your three favorite songs?
1: I knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> I think uh, I would have to say this is hard, uh, but I'm going to think of those songs that I literally can't go a day without listening to. One, I Want You, Marvin Gaye. Ooh, that's I spicy. I am a Marvin Gaye. I mean, when I tell you Marvin Gaye, and let's just say my husband should be happy because I just came up in a good time where there was no Marvin Gaye for a competition. But I love that particular song. I mean, it's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, My second favorite song, this is so off that it's going to be a big switch, but Silent Treatment by The Roots. Oh wow. <laughs> I have a very like versatile um uh, uh taste in music. But silent treatment, the roots. I literally, uh back in the day where we didn't have CDs, I recorded that on a tape until the tape <laughs> ran out. So that was my version of repeat. And I played that over and over again. Now this is really hard because um it's it's timely. I almost feel like the question should have come and should have been more like in a decade because uh, I have this favorite song now. Uh, that's actually one of my new favorite songs. It's by an artist that I don't even think a lot of people know her, but Aurora D. Reigns, and it's called "Crazy That You Love." Okay, and I play that song all day long. I will have to check it out. Oh, well, you have to check her out. She is amazing. You know, she's everything that you loved in Erica and um, Jill and uh, even bring a little Nina Simone in there. Oh, yeah, I'll check it out. She's wonderful. (laughs) Yay for Apple Music. Yes, yes. And you know what's funny? I say, you know, I'm very universal. Things happen for a reason. And I was actually at a I was coming home from a doctor's appointment. But I stopped at Starbucks because I had coverage on the boys, my boys, and my husband had no idea. But I was like, "Yeah, I'm still at the doctor's appointment," but I really didn't want to go home. <laughs> and so I stopped at a Starbucks, and I was sitting there in it outside, just enjoying the ambiance and mood. And I heard that song in the background, and I was like, "I've never heard that before." And it's a bit when you hear it; I mean, it's such a jam. And I said, I pulled out Shazam. I said. This and I kind of just played it, and it was like Aurora D. Wayans. I said, Who is this? You know, I don't even think she has. She's 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 in uh in in um in Europe, I don't even know if people know her here really yet. Oh, wow. Um, and I have been stuck on her ever since. <laughs>
2: I love it, yeah. And my last one is, What's one free thing that you do for self care?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, breathe.
2: I'm down with that. <laughs>
1: I do. I take time to breathe throughout the day. And uh, I usually do it in uh, 30 re- really deep breathing sessions. I do it uh, sometimes 30 seconds if I can. Sometimes it goes all the way up to three or four minutes.
2: Oh, I love it. I'm yeah. down with all of that. Yeah. So, do you have any final thoughts for the people?
1: I, you know. Thank you for listening, but um, one of my major thoughts, if I could just leave with anything else, I always leave with, you know, small changes, small changes, small changes versus extremes, extremes are the enemy, small changes plus time lead to big gains all the time. And you think about that with anything you do, whether it's uh, trying to lose weight, just eat better, trying to exercise more, but really thinking about small changes plus time, but also thinking about being present. That's a big one. That's one of the reasons why breathing is my favorite form of self-care because it's those moments that I am actually present.
2: Oh, I love all of that. I feel like I need to breathe right now.
1: I'm telling you it's, it's, it's wonderful and it's totally free. Deep breathing.
2: I know just free. (laughs) So, um, if I can assume that you're not trying to be incognito or incognito, So where can the people find you if they want some more, uh, Nina Sheree, the salad lady, the salad lady air thing, where can they find all the salad? (laughs) Where, where Where can they
1: find you? You can literally hit ThatSaladLady.com and there's the little social media bar that press the button and get me on all the social media channels. Um, we are actually kind of transitioning uh, to growing the YouTube channel um, to being more of the AKA university part because my goal, one of my goals is to make healthy living and healthy eating accessible, uh, approachable and um, accessible, approachable and affordable. That's the other one, and I and I found that by using social media as a way to give people, you know, tips and tricks and you know ways to kind of pull this thing off that is healthy living, um, whatever that means to you, uh, you can do that via those social media channels. So most of the social media channels are that Salad Lady. So even if you don't go to thatsaladlady.com, you can just look up that Salad Lady. Instagram's a little different, that dot salad dot lady, but. Just put in that salad lady, and you should see it there. And um, we're very responsive to questions and that sort of thing too. Um, I trained everyone well.
2: <laughs> I I love it. Yeah. Well, what I have for ending thought is there were some conversations I've had with my wellness coach in the past, and I can't remember when this came up. It was back when we were all doing a group, and um. It was r- probably right before they launched Shonda Rhimes' book, The Year of Yes. And someone mm-hmm. had done a done an interview with her and she had said there was this pivotal question that helped guide a lot of her decisions. I may be paraphrasing this. This was years ago. So please do not h- hold me hostage if this is not 100% correct, but this is how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And it was um, with each decision, ask yourself, is this saying yes to my goals? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important because we make all these decisions during the day and there are a million things we do in a day but only you know what your your large goals are yeah and to ask yourself that and it's a it's a moment of pause that that way if you do something that's not aligned you didn't impulsively do something that you didn't think about. Then you made right. an active choice that, Oh, I want to do something a little different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that can help, help you have actions that are going to help get you wherever you're going, be it with your healthy eating, with exercise, with getting enough rest and going to bed on time. It could help with kind of anything, but just asking that simple mm-hmm. question. And, and the reason we end up having these conversations is because it's, so important for you to pour back into yourself and to take care of yourself. The amount of energy that the people I work with spend on other people is astounding. You know, you show up for your friends, you show up for your, your job, you show up for your family. And by the time you get to yourself, there's just nothing left. So I'm going to leave you with this. I keep telling you now y'all are getting to know all the quote cards in my little quote card situation on my desk. The one today says the place you are in needs you today by Catherine Logan. So part of the reason I, I'm working with you, I can't say working with you because you aren't my official client. This podcast is for educational purposes only. You know, if you're paying Dr. Erica, you know, you're paying me. Um, But part of the reason we do all this is that, number one, I want you to have a good life. I want you to feel good about your life. I want you to live your life. The next is a lot of people's purpose has something to do with service of others. You can't be in service of others if you're not here. So at the end of the day, part of the reason you're taking care of yourself is so that you have the capacity to physically help other people but to still be alive because some of this stuff you don't take care of yourself you die so that's what i got for you don't die it's that simple some days (laughs) so sending love out to all of you the first thing is i have to say and i'm going to use it because you're a phd dr nina sheree franklin thank you so much for blessing us with your time and your knowledge it's always good anytime i can spend time with you and i'm just going to take you Being so pleasant is you automatically agreeing I can have you on again to further this conversation. I want to say thank you to all of you people in Better Nation that chose to tune in today because you know what? You did something for yourself. I appreciate you supporting myself, but also you showed up for you. So I got to give you a big round of applause right now. Um, The next thing is, is if you like what you heard, do me a favor and follow or subscribe. That helps me get more content for you. The next thing is um, please share. Sharing is caring. Share it to your Uber driver, your grocery checkout person, your best friend, that friends you don't like to talk to. Share it to whoever's. We don't want this to be the best kept secret, and I want everyone to have a good life. The last thing is please rate and review the podcast. That also helps me get better content out to you. The last thing is if you are not driving, take your left hand, put it on your right arm, take your right hand, put it on your left arm, give yourself a big squeeze because you deserve some love, and you might as well give some to yourself. You give it to other people. So that's what I got for you today. I'm just so blessed to be able to be here and host Better with Dr. Erica for you. I can't wait to see you next time. Until next time, have a better day. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share. And click rate and review. Now, don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible. But I appreciate hearing your feedback. Check back weekly for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better.
1: Better with Dr.
0: Erica. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Nurse Wellness Podcast, hosted by Wendy Garvin-Mayo, focuses on the power of stress management and how it's foundational to being your best, doing your best, and giving your best. There's a wonderful episode that you should check out called Letting Go, where Wendy Garvin-Mayo shares six strategies to release control and manage stress effectively. Check out Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.